I'm determined to do everything in my power to promote and demand responsible innovation. That means companies must tell the government about the large-scale AI systems they're developing and share rigorous independent test results to prove they pose no national security or safety risk to the American people. So I just think that this is an important thing to highlight here. Companies are going to need to report what they're working on to the federal government. So on there's things I like, there's things I don't like about this, right? Because on one side, AI can move super fast. It poses a lot of potential security threats. So I get that. We need to kind of slow things down to an extent. So that makes sense. A, B, the problem is if you're a company that's operating outside the United States, let's say in China, Russia, uh, any other country for that matter, are you going to be still held to these same standards? Probably not. They're probably going to be able to do whatever the hell they want. So it creates somewhat of a competitive disadvantage for companies in the United States, potentially. The other thing that concerns me about this is, well, if I'm a small developer, if I'm a small AI app developer working out of my uh, garage, like maybe the Bill Gates and uh, did back in, in the 80s, right? It's tough to compete. You know, how do I compete if I'm an AI app developer working out of my garage and I have to compete against the Googles of the world and the Microsoft of the world? The answer is you cannot compete. So that's one of the challenges, one of the concerns I have with regulation. You know, if, if I need to report everything I do, the more red tape, the harder it is for me to compete against the big dogs that have the resources. But let's let uh, Biden continue here with his statement. The AI fraudsters can take three seconds, and you all know this, Three-second recording of your voice. I've watched one of me on a couple of times. I said, when the hell did I say that? But all kidding aside, three seconds recording your voice and generate an impersonation good enough to fool, you know, I was going to say your family, to fool you. Everyone has Okay, so I got to get props to where props is due. That was pretty funny, Biden, because... Um I think a lot of us are going to be saying that exact same thing. It is shockingly easy to use a program like 11labs.io. You upload the voice. Now, all of a sudden, you can turn text into any voice, any voice. I could have Biden saying all kinds of wacky things, and it sounds very, very good. It's good enough to fool others, and as Biden jokes here, it's good enough to fool you. And the reality is it will be. It will be good enough to fool you. You can say, I never said that. You're going to start to see this coming up in court as well. I've been talking to some attorneys about this. You are not going to be able to submit audio recordings in court because nobody's going to be able to tell what is AI generated and what is not. Not to mention deep fakes. I actually recorded an entire video. I'll put it up here about deep fake porn and how that is going to just, it's just going to kill. It's, it's going to literally drive people to commit suicide. Very, very sad thing. But AI generated porn, uh, AI generated endorsements, fake endorsements. There's a lot of problems here with, with AI generated deep fake content. So I think Biden is hitting on something. This is something that needs to be addressed has a right to know when audio they're hearing or video they're watching is generated or altered by AI. <clears throat> Thanks to this order, the Department of Commerce is going to help develop standards to watermark and clearly label AI-generated content. Yeah, I, so this, makes, this seems like a no-brainer to me. This has been one of the biggest questions that I've, I have had. How are we going to prove what is AI-generated and what is not? So I don't know exactly how these watermarks are going to look. Frankly, I thought and think that some sort of NFT blockchain technology could could solve this to make things more public. And again, the problem comes down to, you know, how how will we 
who's who's to say if it's if it's watermarked or not like the, it's it's kind of like this idea of we need to ban guns because then gun crime won't happen no what will happen is only the criminals who are using guns will commit the crime so it still kind of leaves that question you know if 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 you if something if someone is using ai and they don't watermark it that that will be a criminal act which quite frankly I can kind of get behind. You cannot have people creating fake AI generated content and passing it off is not AI generated. You cannot have it. You cannot have it. You cannot have it. I don't know. It, it creates all sorts of problems and dilemmas. I actually talked about uh, a big controversy that popped up in Israel and Palestine. I'll put a link to that video up here where AI, we don't, we actually don't know if it's AI generated or not. This, some of this content. And um, I'll kind of talk about that controversy up here. You can click click on that link. But let's let uh, Biden continue here with his with his talk. Executive order, safe, secure, and trustworthy development of the use of artificial intelligence. And it is signed. It is signed. It is an executive order. So let's kind of break down some of the key points of this 111-page document. By the way, if you're interested in this stuff, you want to know how AI is going to impact your world and your life, you need to smash subscribe right now. Let's go into the key takeaways. So let's break down five key components here of this executive order. Again, this is not a bill. This is not a bill that's been signed into law. This has not gone through Congress. It has not gone through the legislative process. It is not a bill. This is an executive order. So just from what I can tell, there's not as much teeth to this executive order. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's actually a good starting point to starting to develop regulation and starting to develop suggestions for companies, starting to uh, give the various departments like the Department of Labor and the, department, the State Department some standards with which to start to develop processes and systems. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting behind this. I'm quite frankly not a huge fan of presidents just signing into law all these things via executive order. And so from what I can tell, it sounds like there's a lot of suggestions, but not specific mandates here from what I can tell. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Make sure to subscribe so you can keep in touch on this topic. So according to Politico, I find five key suggestions or mandates to various departments, the first of which is the Department of Labor. And it's saying, hey, let's use the Department of Labor to drill down on the potential for AI to cause rampant job loss. Check, huge problem. I don't know exactly how you solve that, but that is a very big concern. You put 40 million people out of work over the next several years and uh, it's going to be a disaster. So um, basically, you know, telling the Department of Labor, start looking at this, start addressing it now. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, it tasks the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and Department of Housing and Urban Development to address how AI could worsen discrimination on in the banking and housing sectors. So, I, I, you know what? I don't know exactly how that's going to work out. I know Biden earlier this year um, tried to push legislation that would give you a better interest rate if you had a lower credit rating. I don't know how that works because you need to have positive incentives. Sure, we don't want the dispossessed to not have the opportunities that others have, but we also need to have incentive structures that incentivize good behavior. You want to have, as a banker, you need to have people that have a better interest rate. If they have a better, in, excuse me, better credit rating, better credit rating, better interest rate. If you're saying we'll give you because it, 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 the interest rate is based on risk, right? It's based on risk. So again, I don't know exactly how that'll look. We'll have to see how that plays out. 
Um, quite frankly, I think that AI actually goes the opposite way here. I think the power of AI um, can give people who typically or traditionally didn't have access to information or uh, powerful computing. Well, now you got it because AI is going to um, level the playing field. Although I wouldn't be, I would be open to debates of someone saying it doesn't actually level the playing field. It creates two completely different playing fields where someone's in a Ferrari versus someone in a bicycle. So I'd be open to hearing that argument as well. All right. Number three, requires the Office of Management and Budget and other agencies to determine how the government can use AI without undermining data privacy. This is a big one. One of the big problems with AI is it requires data, your data, your information in order to give you more results. In fact, Italy earlier this year banned ChatGPT for a period of time because it was concerned with data privacy. So big, this, this is a big conundrum. I don't know the correct answer to this, but uh, they're, they're looking at it. So, you know, because the reality is, do you want to have another country's AI in government software, like for example, TikTok in government phones? Probably not. Where does AI play into that? Where, how is this AI being used? How is it scanning data at scale? That's something they're looking at. Number four, take additional steps to enhance America's global competitiveness in AI with an eye on the growing high-tech rivalry with China. Yeah, China is crushing it when it comes to AI and tech development. They get it. They understand it. They're working on it. And uh, obviously, you know, you got to keep up. Uh, number five, it tasks the State Department and Department of Homeland Security and other federal departments with boosting the number of immigrants who possess advanced science and technology skills. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, Obviously, you want to develop, you want to build a country, you want to build a state that attracts the best of the best. You want the best in the world to be coming to your state, to your location, which quite frankly, that's why I live in South Florida, baby. This is where the action is happening. If you're in media, if you're in tech, you got to get your ass to South Florida. Um, you know, I, I tell you what, for what it's worth, DeSantis and uh, Suarez down here in Miami, like they know how to attract talent. All the talent, all the big business is coming to South Florida. You may remember this thing called COVID-19 when that was happening and everything was shut down. Where was the NBA playing? They were playing in Florida. So I don't know what to tell you. They, they know how to attract talent. So I, I'm with it. You know, let's attract good talent. Let's be careful. I mean, you know, I don't want to get fully into what's happening on the southern border here but you know if you want to have a country that's thriving that's empowering you need to have people that are empowered to thrive and help others so those were a lot of the big things you know again just to kind of summarize i think that this executive order is a positive thing as a whole um, it lets us know that the government is actually looking at this stuff and starting to develop some sort of framework with which to handle this technology which will change every single aspect of every single person's life uh, very, very important. Um, not a lot of teeth here. It seems like a lot of suggestions more so than actual penalties. Um, we'll see how it plays out. It's going to be interesting. And um, I am here for it. Make sure you smash subscribe and I'll catch you in the next video. Now go out and start developing your AI skills. Peace.